Welcome back. Well, Bidvest has recorded double-digit profit during the interim period. The industrial giant delivered a 15.3% jump in headline earnings per share to 983 cents. This comes as most of its divisions performed well, with six out of seven divisions achieving a real trading profit growth. We're now joined by company CEO Mbumi Madisa. Thank you so much for your time, Mbumi. Now, that double-digit growth really has filtered through from the top to the bottom line. And this is an environment where that doesn't happen all the time as companies deal with operational issues and also cost challenges. So how did Bidvest make this happen? Hi, Nati. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, yes, I must say we're very pleased with the financial performance for the first half of the year. Um, and look, you're right. It hasn't been a, a trading condition that's been easy. Um, but I mean, our philosophy in the group is to find the pockets of growth. You know, we don't worry ourselves about the fact that GDP forecast is only 1% uh, and therefore think that that's all that we can get. Uh, we focus on the pockets of growth and we make sure that we say, send our sales team in and, and mine those pockets of growth as much as we can. So just at a higher level to give you a sense um, of where the growth came from, um, the travel and hospitality industry continued to recover in the first half of the year. Uh, and in fact, it exceeded our expectation. Um, and at the moment, we're seeing domestic travel volume sitting at around 85% of pre-COVID levels um, and international at around 90%. So we're not even yet yeah. at back to pre-COVID volumes, uh, but the recovery has been strong. And that's come through our services South Africa uh, business. Yeah. The other area is renewables. Um, the renewable energy space has really been buoyant. I suppose the reality is that the challenges that we're seeing from an ESCOM perspective, the flip side of it is that people are looking at alternative sources of power. Um, and in fact, interestingly, uh, just to give you a stat, we've seen that volumes and revenue uh, year on year, H1, FY22, and the current um, half year, uh, volumes are up five times. Um, so wow. that gives you a sense of how big that renewable surge has been. Yeah. Um, and then from a freight perspective, bulk commodities continue to be good um, and driven in particular by commodities like coal and copper concentrates. Uh, the May season has also been good, not as strong as the previous, as the previous financial year, uh, but the grain volumes have also been quite sturdy. So that's also been good. Um, and then our financial services division has also shown quite a good turnaround. Um, if you recall in the previous financial year, the results from financial services weren't great. And particularly the bank was down significantly. Um, the teams put together a turnaround plan. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to put a plan in, in place. It's another thing to execute on it. Yeah. The teams have executed well. And if you exclude the equity portfolio, underlying core trading and financial services is up 92%, which is exceptional. Yeah. Six out of the seven divisions delivered strong profit growth. So just give us a lowdown on the division that wasn't so strong. Yeah, so that was Services International. Um, they delivered a trading profit of $1.6 which is flat year on year. Um, and really, we're working through COVID profits in the prior year. Uh, so we've got our facilities management and hygiene businesses, and those businesses over the last two years um, have had quite a bit of revenue and profit that is COVID-related. And as in all, when, in all the territories that we operate in, when all the COVID regulations were dropped, all of that went to zero. So we're working through a base that is quite high from a COVID perspective. So having said that, whilst at a globular level, the, uh, the, the division is flat, if you exclude acquisitions and if you exclude the impact of COVID, 
um, Services International is actually up 7.6% organically. Uh So that gives you a sense that the underlying business organically continues to be strong. Yeah. All right, talk to me about costs. And I also want to drill into cost management, considering that margin management is one of your key focus areas. Um, Cost management is obviously top of mind. Um, We're seeing a significant cost push. Fuel um, costs are up. Um, Diesel costs are significantly up. Uh, We've got generators across the group, and we spend a a significant amount um, on diesel to make sure that our operations keep going. Inflation is up. Wage inflation is also up. So the cost pressure is there. We have to some degree lost the operating leverage that we used to have from the revenue to the bottom line. Um, so you, you can see it's not as strong as it, pre- as it used to be in the previous financial years. And so that focus on cost discipline is there. Yeah. Going into the second um, half of the financial year, we will be looking at um, how we can get a better energy mix within the group. Because if we can bring down that diesel cost, it will be significant for us. Um, and so looking just at how we mix electricity, alternative and renewable energy across our operations is going to be important. Um, and, and then the other costs that are also coming through are inflationary, um, you know, uh, and inflation levels are exceptionally high. They are stabilizing, but stabilizing at high levels. And in our service contracts, what's important is to make sure that on a contractual basis with our clients, we're able to pass some of those costs on. Yeah. Now, Bumi, uh, there was a high level of working capital, 5.5 billion rand compared to 2.6 billion in the prior year. Is this going to be the level uh, that you're going to be working with for a while? Um, no, we don't expect us to stay at such a high level. And you're right. Yeah. Uh, an outflow of 5.5 billion is quite significant compared to 2.6 billion in the prior year. And Nati, it sits mainly in two places, in inventory. So inventory is up 2 billion. Um, and our payables are also down 2.2 billion. From an inventory perspective, um, it's followed the revenue line. Um, so we've sold into a significantly higher demand, spoken about renewables, et cetera, all of that is product. And you'll see that the high inventory is sitting in our three trading businesses. It's sitting in commercial products, branded products, and automotive. So that's just higher levels of revenue that we're feeding into is the first one. The second one, particularly in our automotive division, we are normalizing the inventory levels. But the supply chain issues we've had in terms of supply of vehicles, the inventory levels in automotive have been lower than normal. So that's just a normalization. And then there's an inflationary aspect to that inventory number. We're expecting that inventory to pull back um, in the second half of the year. So another big focus for H2 will be on working capital uh, and we expect to have a better performance from a working capital perspective. Certainly, we don't expect to see another 5.5 billion outflow that will be. Yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, quite interesting, Mbumi, as you've said earlier, um, that, you know, as much as the South African economy isn't doing well right now, you are focusing on uh, pockets of growth. Of course, Bidvest being considered a bellwether for the South African economy. So uh, quite fascinating uh, the results that you have come out with and looking forward to what you produce in the uh, second half of the year. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, that was the CEO of Bidvest, Mbumi Madisa.